You can really curate your space where, in my opinion, your brand can really speak for itself. And that's in your messaging and your captions. That's in the aesthetic with the colors, the filters that you're using. You control this, this corner of the internet. I mean, there are no rules. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to talk and just have you kind of share your wisdom and your knowledge. And before I do, I just want to tell you the first time I met you, I had no idea what you did. So I had no like starstruck, like, you know, awe over, oh, I'm meeting this like super famous person. I didn't have any of that. I was just like mesmerized by who you are and like how you carried your presence and walked into a room and held space, not just for yourself, but for others. I felt this like, really gentle, compassionate soul within you that just was very captivating to me. And so I feel like immediately I was just kind of drawn to you and like, oh my gosh, she's first of all, absolutely freaking beautiful. And then also like just so tender. And I don't know, you just have always had that kind of a presence. So I am so honored and excited to have you here today and just to get to allow others to know who you are and get to glean some wisdom from you because you're really amazing at what you do. Oh my gosh, you're giving me way too much credit, but I really (laughs) appreciate it. Thank you so much. I mean, it's always an honor to hear that the energy you're trying to radiate into the world is being received that way. So thank you for sharing that with me. Words of affirmation is my love language. So oh, there you go. (laughs) Right there. Yeah, it's like all right there. No, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But thank you so much for just allowing me to be a part of your space and with your audience and just share some of my journey and all things social media and life and all that great stuff. So thank you. I really appreciate being here. Absolutely. Do you want to start with maybe just kind of telling us like who you are and what you do, but also anything else that comes to mind of, you know, just who is MJ? Absolutely. So MJ is technically a moniker that I came up with a few years ago, about a little bit over three years ago, when I did a complete rebrand from my blog, I had been married and I felt that it was just really necessary to do something easy that would be memorable and succinct because my real name, Mallory Hank Johnson, is just way too long for the internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my maid of honor started calling me MJ with 
Johnson as my married name. And it just kind of stuck. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of great MJs in the world. Why not join them? So Life by MJ was created and really it represented a rebirth for me. I was a new woman getting married. I mean, much hadn't changed. Let's, Let's just be honest in terms of getting married. But mentally, I was going through a shift. And it really started to embody that change that I'm still going through, (laughs) more or less. We all change every day. But it really peaked for me where I started sharing my infertility journey on social media. And I was really scared to do that. I had had two miscarriages and started to embark on an IVF journey. And I just became connected to this incredible community of women who understood exactly where I was at and what was happening in my mind and just the trials and tribulations of that journey in itself. So things just really started moving really fast for me once that happened. I was starting to use my blog and use Instagram to really start really Instagram specifically to connect with this community using the specific hashtags and creating content that resonated with them as well. And then I started pitching brands to work with them to basically share their story with my audience that I felt that was aligned. And things just really started snowballing. We eventually were able to successfully get pregnant. And with having my daughter, I joined the ranks of motherhood. And that was just a whole other tribe as well. (laughs) And... Things has really snowballed even more from that point. So here we are a little bit over. My daughter's two years old now. Her name's Lucky. And I've worked with more brands than I can think of. (laughs) I've worked with Coca-Cola, Costco, Walmart, Target, really large entities, and also smaller brands. I actually love working with smaller brands. And now I also teach others how to leverage their influence, whether they're an influencer, an entrepreneur, or a freelancer, to work with other brands and businesses so they, they can also expand their reach and monetize their influence. So yeah, that's essentially where I'm at from the Cliff Notes version. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I want to go in a, a, quite a few different directions with even just what you shared, but maybe we could start with kind of diving into some like deeper heart stuff if you're open to it. Just kind of sharing a little bit of, you know, who was Mallory before you kind of began that life by MJ journey. You're kind of talking about this transformation and, you know, like you're saying this ongoing transformation. I'm a huge believer in there's not actually like some destination at which we arrive where like we've achieved some crazy goal or maybe we do and it just, you know, keeps extending or I don't know. I feel like so much of it is actually about the journey. So I'm just really curious to hear more from you of what is that? Who are you embodying and how, how are you noticing those shifts within yourself on this journey? Well, to answer your first question, who I was before MJ, like my Sasha Fierce persona. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I look at it, Beyonce and Sasha Fierce. But before I really found this community on social media, I was lost as hell. Mm-hmm. And I really did not know my purpose. I knew I wanted to be on the internet. Like I had dabbled in blogging and YouTube and posting here and there on Instagram, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was not strategic, I was all over the place. And ultimately, for me, the reason why I decided to adopt this journey for MJ more or less was because it was something I had control of in my life at the time Mm. with the infertility issues that I had. I mean, I had not ever felt so insecure in my life. I mean, as a woman, 
we're told this is what our bodies are supposed to do. Like, this is just what you do. And my body just wasn't doing it. And I knew even before I saw the, the fertility specialist, I knew something was wrong. I was just like, something's just not right. Like something's Mm -hmm. off about my body. And I'm, I remember talking to a doctor. She was like, Oh, you just need to relax. You need to check when you're ovulating. You need to do this. I'm like, can you just like, run my blood work? <laughs> right. Yeah, like, thanks. That's and super I'm like, helpful. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm doing that. And it's like not working. Like the mm-hmm. timing's just not adding up. And my period was all over the place. So yeah. I asked her to run some blood work and lo and behold, it came back that my thyroid was a little off. And mm-hmm. she was like, um, it's just a bit off. And I'm like, something still isn't right. So I talked to my husband at the time and I was just like, I think we need to go see a fertility specialist. He was totally against it. My husband has two children prior to our relationship, two wonderful stepchildren that I adore. They're much older. They're adults pretty much now. So he's just like, this works for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I haven't had issues. He's like, I know I parenthood is not easy. So do we really need to? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then on top of that, he's like, I never had to do anything like that. Like, why do yeah. we need to go yeah. see a doctor? Yeah. But I really advocated for us because I'm like, honey, like it should not be this hard. So we went to the fertility doctor. Long story short, I'm so glad that I listened to that. And I didn't realize though once I unveiled all of my infertility issues and we got a full, I mean, beyond regular physical of what's going on with our bodies, he's fine. It's all me, of course. And I was just in a really dark place because I was the problem, quote unquote, the problem. So for me, social media became this, not only an outlet, but something I could control Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could have fun, but I could also talk about the things that were bothering me. And I really didn't have anyone in my immediate circle. You know, this is pre-COVID when you could hang out with people. (laughs) (laughs) But I, you know, a lot of my girlfriends who were having babies didn't have this issue. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a huge, wonderful family and great women in my life. And only a few had had miscarriages, but were able to still successfully have children naturally thereafter. So I really didn't have anyone who could mentally walk me through or help me through that. So social media just became this really safe space that I had a lot of control over. And I just, I, I loved it. I bought a DSLR because I really wanted super clean and crisp photos. And I um, got one where I could take photos myself, you know, <laughs> I was just learning how yeah. to play around with the camera. And I still take a lot of my photos myself. And really did some researching on some lenses. So I have like a certain vibe and aesthetic. And I just really fell in love with creating content. And I just went full in with it. And then once I realized I could make money doing it, I was like, oh yeah, let's just keep doing this. Let's just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, Um, for those of you, if you don't know her and you don't follow her on Instagram, you need to go check her out because you, MJ, are so great at like making it so honest and real, but like playful and fun. And I don't know, I just always enjoy the content you put out. I'm so glad that I get to see your name pop up in my feed. It's it's really fun. You did a great job of kind of balancing that. And maybe that's a great segue into, you know, for people that maybe aren't looking to just kind of be that influencer role, but want to 
grow their business on Instagram. The question that's coming to mind for me is kind of twofold. Like one, is there a border or a boundary with like how much is too much when it comes to personal vulnerability? And then also like, do you have any input or suggestion for people that really don't feel comfortable being seen or showing up themselves and they only want to represent their work? I know that's... I'm throwing a lot at you. (laughs) No, no, no. And these are questions I get, I get from clients and from other people. So they're totally valid questions. So the question of, for those who don't want to show their face, you know, I know that's so scary. And, but I, I do operate from a place where I feel that people buy relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. they buy a feeling, they buy expression. So for instance, we'll we'll take it to like the extreme Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is not a person. It's a huge corporation and brand. But we all know the feeling of drinking a Coke. We all know what that brand embodies and the colors and the songs. And I mean, they've been doing this and ingrating this in us for years. So my opinion is, is that, you know, you can really use that as like a blueprint more or less to really invoke those feelings. And you can have spokespeople do things for you. Your content can speak for you. There's so many people who are doing really well just doing carousels on Instagram who are just show. I've seen some people doing reels because reels is like the hot thing on Instagram, for instance. There are even people who simply show their face really quick and then it's literally a screen recording or a recording of their laptop of how to do certain things and teaching people how to do things. I've even seen with photographers, they're showing their clients as opposed to showing their face. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely you should have a piece of you, like, you know, have an about page or have a photo here or there of you, but you can really curate your space where in my opinion, your brand can really speak for itself. And that's in your messaging and your captions. That's in the aesthetic with the colors, the filters that you're using, even just the brand color that you're using going with the Coca-Cola model, red, red and white is really their thing. So I think it's so important to still show up, even if you don't want to show your face, your brand needs to show up at least. For your other question though, in terms of like, what's too much you know, or for those who are showing their faces, where do you draw the line? Because I definitely teeter totter on that. And I, it's, it's ever evolving for me because my life is ever evolving. And I really started this being really transparent about a certain piece of my life. And I haven't neglected that, that content or that audience because they're, they're a big piece, a big part of where I'm at right now. However, I mean, you control this this corner of the internet. I mean, there are no rules and people will pivot with you. And some people might be like, hold on, um, you're not talking about infertility anymore. Like this isn't for me anymore. And that's okay. Like you've got to be okay that you're going to have seasons of when people are really going to need your content and when they don't. But then there are going to be other people who are like, yeah, I'm for this. I'm for this new pivot. I need, you know, I didn't know I needed this and now I love it and can't do without it. So I'm a fan of pivoting when needed and definitely pulling back when necessary because, you know, sometimes it could be a little too much on social media. I, I did a whole, I did a whole campaign, for instance, right after I had Lucky and it was with a large breastfeeding company and it was amazing. They're super supportive. But I embarked on a 28-day journey where every single day I was on social media showing 
the trials and tribulations of breastfeeding. And I know that helped so many women, but I was so burned out by the yeah. end of it. I was like, I am tired of talking about my boobs. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I have since stopped talking about it. Like I yeah. just like went cold turkey because I yeah. really needed to create that space for me as a new mother. I, I, I served its purpose and, and I believe in seasons. I go in seasons with my podcast. I used to be like, oh no, I'm never going to stop. But I'm a big advocate of like creating that space, whether you do it with your content or you literally just draw that line that, okay, mm-hmm. I'm done talking about this. Like you can yeah. look at that old stuff and just move on. I love that. I am thinking about some of the things that you said that really resonated with what I observe in some of the students that I coach, where I watch them like start learning. They're like, okay, okay, I get it. Like people buy from people. They don't just buy your brand. Like they really need that feeling. You know, they need that connection. They need to know who they're purchasing from, especially as somebody who offers a service. You know, a lot of us are wedding photographers. And so we're going to be like in your face more than anybody else in the whole day. (laughs) And so if you don't like me and you don't click and you don't, like enjoy hanging out. Like it's not going to be a fun wedding day for you. And so helping people understand that it starts to click mentally, but then when they go to implement that into their Instagram feed, I noticed it happened over and over again, where initially it just feels awkward and clumsy for them. And so they Mm. end up just kind of being like, uh, here's some generic stuff about me. I like coffee or I like to drink beer and here's this, or I like to read this book or, you know, it's just, it's stuff that you're like, that's great. But if you were really sitting down with a person over coffee and building a connection with another human, what kind of conversation would you really be having? Would you really dive in with like, Hey, did you know that my eyes are blue? And I like to use this hair product and I like to read this book. Like you probably would, you know, like let the conversation flow a little bit more or dive into something a little bit more personal or a little bit deeper. And I think one of the best things that I have learned that I've watched you do too, it's like this kind of dance that's really, it really is an intricate kind of balance as you do it. But this dance between here's a little bit of who I am just for the sake of showing up as this is who I am. This is what I'm passionate about. Take it or leave it. Like I'm okay because I'm comfortable with this part of who I am and I'm going to offer this to you, but married to, and this is how it's going to serve you. You know, I think there has to be that not just here I am, here I am, here I am, but like here I am in a way that this can benefit you and I'm here to help you. And I think there's, there has to be this marriage of it. And I think you totally were kind of touching on that in, in what you were even saying and how you're communicating it. I'm interrupting this episode to let you know about a free guide I created for wedding photographers. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, you can ask yourself these five questions to be sure you're attracting clients who just can't wait to book you. Curious to know what they are? Go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash five questions to grab your free access today. All right, back to the show. So many times we keep hearing, you got to know your avatar. You got to know your avatar. And I feel like that's one piece of it. You know, I think it's really important to know what the people want, you know, at the end of the day, because otherwise, what's the point? They'll find someone who's giving them what they want. But it's also important to find what do you feel comfortable showing up and doing on Mm -hmm. a consistent basis? Because if that piece isn't there, it doesn't even matter. So I I wanted to mention one thing that I found that really helps is like a testing ground on like, okay, do they like this or not? Is stories. Stories Mm -hmm. is really a fun space for me where I get a little bit more unfiltered. I mean, it's quicker, it's easier to execute. It's only there for 24 hours. So you really get 
some grace. I was going to say, it feels sense. like so much less pressure. I, sometimes I'll yes. post a story. I'm like, I don't know if I should even post this, but here we go. Like it'll be gone in 24 right. hours. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. But I think it's a really good testing place for Instagram specifically to just really gauge like, okay, can I talk about this a little bit more? Like this lights me up. This is fun. I'll give you an example. I binge watched Bridgerton on Netflix and I was obsessed. And I just couldn't, <laughs> st- I was like, I got to talk about this. This has nothing to do with social media yeah. or motherhood <laughs> or any of, you know, my content pillars, you know, yeah. that I typically talk about. But this is who I am. So what do you guys think? I got so much engagement. People are like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Or, oh my God, I got to watch it. And I did like my own little spin on it. And I'm like, yeah, if you haven't watched it, it's like, it's it's produced by Shonda Rhimes who did Grey's Anatomy and Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. So I mentioned, I was like, it's like Shonda Rhimes had a baby with Beyonce and Ariana Grande soundtrack with like the cheesiness of Titanic. And I put the little gifts on the screen and that I, people kept clicking back to it. I noticed on the stats. So to me, that just told me, and people were sending me messages, like asking questions or talking about it. So for me, at least I'll probably do a Bridgerton reel and I'll loop it back to like something business or motherhood, you know, one of my content pillars, but it tells me that there's a temperature for this or an interest to this where I can layer in to that content that's actually valuable for my audience as you Mm -hmm. mentioned. So don't be afraid to have fun. Don't be afraid for things to fall flat. And if it does, I mean, that's your audience telling you, I'm not interested in this and you can pivot. I have found that there are so many different niches. Like, I mean, you get so narrow. I genuinely believe there's an audience for everyone. You can find a way to connect to them on these platforms, which is so powerful. Well, and I I think that you're tapping into this like human longing for connection and for authenticity, you know, and I think that's where a lot of us get hung up because we have this imposter syndrome because we're like, I don't know, like if I show up and I put myself out there, what if people don't like me? And I think sometimes that's actually tapping into a deeper issue of I actually don't like me in this area. And what if people notice that part of me that I'm not I haven't reconciled within me. And so I think there's some safety and some freedom in recognizing like, like what you said, like we have the control and the ability to show up how you want to. If that area, it feels tender to you, then don't talk about it yet. You know, you don't have to. Or if you feel like maybe there's some healing that is available to you by talking about it, by putting it out there to strangers, and then maybe try that, you know? And I think it just goes to show like we all are longing for that connection. I think that's what you do so well is you just show up authentically. So of course, people are just drawn to you. Like it's magnetic because when somebody is showing up fully authentic as themselves in a public setting or private, like it's just mesmerizing, it's captivating and you want to be around those people or you don't, but if you vibe with them, you want to be around them and that's who you want to be attracting anyway. So if they don't vibe with you, great, because they're not your people, but getting comfortable with that is, it's huge. It takes a lot. (laughs) I totally agree. And I've noticed even with my own clients, it's not something that just happens right away. There's so many times where there's like, I don't know if anyone's going to like this. And I'm like, well, you you just don't know until you try. And I definitely agree with you. At least I found even with myself and helping others, it's usually deeper. You know, that hesitation is usually coming from. It's something underlying. And a lot of times I spend so much more of my time 
pulling back those layers on, you know, what is your true purpose and your true why on why you want to have this platform and what's really holding you back from really creating that as opposed to, okay, this is what you do on stories. And this is what you know, that part's really easy. It's the former where it's just like, okay, hold on, what's holding you back from actually doing it? Like, why won't you just show up and just try it? And See, you got to test it. And there's ways to validate if it worked. I mean, you you can check the comments, you can check the likes, the reach, the engagement, the hashtags, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'm a lover of stats as as much as I love feelings and stuff. I love looking at the back end and because the numbers don't lie. And those tell a really interesting story. So I tell my clients, I'm like, you know, they'll sometimes really focus on like this one comment or this one message. And I'm like, okay, well, what did the numbers say? <laughs> you know, yeah. let's, let's look at the whole picture holistically. Like, you know, this is what the story is really saying, not just this one thing that stands out, you know, the one negative thing usually. Yeah. We do that all the time. We give so much effort and energy to the like the one little negative thing instead of like the hundred really supportive, positive things. We just are like, cool, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. You know? And then we go on and we just like, I don't know, hang on to the negative. I think we do that all too often. You also are hinting at something that I feel like I've heard that feels really resonant right now in this moment of the idea that so often we feel like we just need the new system or the strategy for something. Mm -hmm. And when really I could teach you strategy or system all day long, but if you don't change like the state of your being and who you are and the stories and the beliefs that you're telling yourself, if you can't change those first, then that system or that strategy is not going to do you any good. (laughs) I know it's... Bro, you are preaching. Seriously, that's exactly what it is. I mean, mindset, mindset is everything. And I don't know if this is an issue to say, but we're in our mastermind together. And Mm -hmm. it's been for me, at least, all very mindset. Like there's been some great, pieces that great about Facebook ads or, you know, functionally for courses and blah, 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 blah. But the mindset piece, if if I didn't get that right, I could none of that matters. Like totally. I, I can't even execute. I need to yep. fix this first. Yeah. And it it all starts with feeling secure in your heart and soul. And that's not the easiest thing to do. And I do feel like it's it's ebb and flow, you know, yeah. but it's really helpful when you do have others in your corner who who can help you get there and push through those things and can advocate for what you really want and who you really are. And that is just, man, getting that type of help is powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, let's shift to some systems. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, like if we were to ask you for like one big takeaway of hey, I want to see a little boost in my income or in my Instagram growth or my income or whatever it might be. Like I want to get strategic with it. What is one kind of tangible thing that we could start to look at where the data could actually give us? One of the mentors that I had used to call say data over drama. Like don't Mm. make up a story in your head and like tell yourself this story and get all dramatic about it. Like just go look at the data. What's the data telling you? So I always think of that like data over drama. So what's a way that we can kind of look at the data or be strategic with how we're approaching things? Just one tool or trick that comes to mind. Right away, and you guys probably have already heard it, Reels is supreme right now. Reels is 
the one thing Instagram is pushing. There's actually an article and I can send it to you to share with your audience if you want, where Instagram reached out to quite a few creators and outlined to them, this is how you should be using our platform to get optimum results. And they indicated Reels is where it is at. It's obviously a direct competitor to TikTok. And I mean, they did the same thing with Snapchat when they created stories. So some people hate it. It's just like, why are they doing this? But then on the other hand, I kind of don't blame them. For me, it's just a little bit easier because it's all in one place. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get a little bit of everything. And they're intending for you to stay in their app. They want you to stay in their app as much as possible. So that's why they have so much variability. But Reels is insane right now. They suggest you post 5 Reels a week, which is crazy. Which is crazy. But... But it is possible. I'm not quite there yet. I am planning to do a challenge on Reels for 30 days straight, 31, 30 days, a month straight. And just to really see how things grow for me. But right now, I've been playing with posting at least one Reel one week or in two if I can squeeze it in. I actually batch my Reels ahead of time. So that's a secret. If you're going to embark on Reels, which you totally should do, you can batch them. And what I typically do is I'll set aside like two hours. I know that sounds a lot, but they're a little complicated. I'm a dancing real person. <laughs> that's what my audience likes. I and... love watching you dance. And I've seen you show up in like glamorous gowns. I'm like, dang. <laughs> Look at her. Nowhere to go. We used to go to balls with the military. My husband's yeah. in the military. So I'm like, I'm nowhere to go. So I'm gonna wear these on, on the internet. But <laughs> You know, have fun with it. Use your imagination. And what I typically do is I'll get dolled up because I don't wear makeup all the time. I'm not going anywhere. I'll get dolled up, do the hair, and I'll just knock out a bunch of videos and I'll save them in my phone. I'll just only do filming of them at that time. So the different layers and cuts. I won't do the actual edits of the captions. I then will do the captions typically the week that I'm going to post it. So it just really helps me optimize and get out a lot of content. And what I do is I tailor each one of the reels to... I also have a podcast to my podcast episode that I have coming out. So I take a look at my podcast and I'm like, okay, these are the show notes. This is what I'm talking about. A lot of times I can't remember what I talked about on my podcast. (laughs) And I'll review that and I'll be like, oh, okay, this would be a really good takeaway. How can I visually show up and share this information? Or on the flip side, I'll do some research and see what songs are trending on Reels. That's another good way to go about it. And I'll save those. You can actually save them within Reels to reference later the music. And that's a great way to show up on the Reels Explorer page because they like to promote the latest and greatest and what's trending. So I'll just think, okay, how can I visually share information that's relative to this podcast episode to this music? And sometimes it's just pointing around. And that works. I mean, that yeah. information is very quick and succinct, but I've had people... It's, it blows me away every time they're like, oh my God, this is so helpful. And I'm like, it was only 15 seconds. Like, yeah. <laughs> but hey, it, it, it spoke it, you to never you. Know, yeah. It spoke to you. And you know, add those call to actions, add those things where people... One, increase engagement, but then, you know, book a call with you, book a discovery mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you're trying to promote because this is your time to shine, especially since Instagram is putting so much emphasis on them. The last thing that I want to mention is on the stat side, you can't see 
the specific stats on how your reel is performing other than likes and comments and views. However, I have noticed because I use some other alternative things for my Instagram account to analyze and kind of get a pulse of it. My reach and my impressions on my other posts increase significantly. My profile visits increase, my website visits increase. It, it all trickles down because Instagram, it favors that in the algorithm. And mm-hmm. so it ends up trickling down to all the other aspects of not only my Instagram content, but even the content that I own. Okay, you might have convinced me that it's time to do a reel. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still not 100% sure it's my jam, but I don't know. You might have convinced me. I may have to experiment and play. <laughs> well, you don't have to dance. That's the one thing that I want to say. I know reels get like a big, like, ah, you know, reels aren't for business because I'm not dancing. And that's fine. Again, there's so many people who just point around and they're giving good, succinct information or They'll record their screen, you know, saying these are the apps that I can't live without or, you know, just even different things to optimize your life and your industry or the behind the scenes. That's a great thing to show. I mean, really, it's an extension almost of stories. So the way I also kind of see it is play around on stories, see, see what's tracking, take a look at what are your best performing posts and then say, okay, this is the information my audience really wants. How do I marry that into a quick micro content video, if that makes sense, and have a little fun with it. Totally. I love that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'll do it. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Oh, if I you dance, I... you get extra points. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> can I point too? Can I make sure I point my face? Yeah, <laughs> totally. You can dance and point. I do. <laughs> Oh, Oh amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out and to help share some of your wisdom with us. I am so honored to just be in your presence and to share space with you in life and on this podcast too. So thank you for for being here. Thank you. Again, it's, it's such an honor. I hope that this was helpful to everyone. If anyone has any questions, do not hesitate to reach out. I'm always, my DMs are always open. I, I answer questions all the time. But yeah, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your community. I just, yes, I, I appreciate and adore you. So thank you. Oh, thanks. Tell us where <laughs> can people find you? I know we talked about life at MJ. So tell us more about Instagram and the podcast. Where can people find you? Yep. I am at lifebymj.com as well as lifebymj on Instagram. I host a podcast called A Life By You. So play on life. <laughs> You can also find a lifebyu.com or you can find it on Life by MJ also. But tune in and ha- awesome. come hang out as well. And if people <laughs> wanted to have some more support from you, tell us about ways that they could receive that support from you. Absolutely. I actually just started offering Instagram intensives specifically to this. So this is awesome that we're having this conversation. So if you're needing some specific Instagram help, I totally can help you and we can have a VIP day where we can just really hit the ground running specific to your brand and your industry, where I'll help you create a Instagram roadmap and strategy to implement. So you can have some domination on that platform because it, it could be a bit tricky and I totally get that. But my intention is really to help you simplify and really take away some of that worry of what am I going to post today? I totally help you with that where you have a strategy and it's clear on why you're showing up every single day or however often you want to show up and need to show up on Instagram. 
So you can definitely book one of those if you're interested. But I also have, you know, just pick my brain sessions, all types of things. You can go to my website under work with me and I've got all types of different things to help you out. Perfect. Thank you so much. (laughs) No problem. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. In fact, to celebrate the launch of this podcast, we're doing a giveaway of $100 via Venmo for one lucky reviewer each month for the first three months. All you have to do is leave a review and be sure to drop your Instagram handle in the review so we know how to get in touch. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.